the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Jesus did not become sinful by becoming one of us. Rather, he made it possible for us to be cleansed from sin by his identification with us. That's Pastor Leighton Sheely, Senior Pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and we're continuing to share with you his study in the book of Matthew. And if you've missed past messages or would like to review today's broadcast again, go to the ministry's website at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. We call this daily visit Study Verse by Verse. He's in Matthew chapter 8, and we ended with verse 2. And roll back just a little bit and start off right where we stopped yesterday. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. This man took great risk coming and kneeling before Jesus. Leprosy was seen as a curse from God. In fact, the clearest biblical example of this is in the judgment of Miriam, Moses' sister. Stories told in Numbers 12, she was stricken with leprosy for speaking against Moses, and she had to live outside of the camp until God healed her. Isaiah chapter 1 makes it clear that leprosy is a picture of sin. Leviticus 13 teaches that leprosy begins beneath the surface of the skin, just like sin does. The sin we see outwardly in people's lives is the product of what is going on within them. We're not sinners because we sin. We sin because we're sinners. The external actions of sin come from within. Leviticus 13 goes on to say that leprosy like sin spreads. And unless it's destroyed, it eventually destroys. Healings are rare and considered as difficult as raising the dead. No leper would ever come in near an Orthodox scribe or a rabbi, because he knew that in all likelihood he was going to be stoned. But this man came to Jesus when anyone else would have driven him away. No person ever need to feel too unclean to come to Jesus. He used the title Lord, which was used by people seeking divine aid, and he knelt. And the word there, in the original language, can also be translated worshipped. He knelt and worship Jesus. His words reveal his faith. Notice that he came with humility. He didn't demand healing. He only said, if you will, you can cleanse me. It was as if he said, I know I don't have any claim on you, but perhaps in your divine mercy, you will give your healing power to even one such as me. It's a humble heart that finds its way to Christ. If you are willing, you can. Jesus' ability was never in question. 
He had apparently heard the stories of Jesus' healing power. It wasn't about could Jesus. It was about would Jesus. If you will. If it is in your will. You know, what we ask is not always in the Lord's will. But if it is, he can and will do it. But the important thing is that God's will comes first. Seek ye first the kingdom. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, it's not always God's will to heal in a manner that we might expect. Sometimes God heals someone by simply taking them out of this world and into the next and giving them a brand new incorruptible body. And other times God chooses not to heal. And we may not understand why, but we know that God does all things well. And whatever his reason for acting the way he does, it's ultimately for good. Verse 3. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. What Matthew reveals to us in this verse is Jesus' compassion. When others would have shunned and avoided lepers, Jesus reached out his hand and touched a man that was covered with a dreaded, contagious disease. You see, for Jesus, the obligation of love took priority over rules and laws and regulations and risks. When you read through the scripture, you find that Jesus never refused anyone who came to him asking for help. He never said, I'm sorry, I don't have the time for you. In every instance, he always dealt with people mercifully and graciously and compassionately. When Jesus spoke, the leper was cured immediately. Now, it doesn't describe what stage of leprosy he was in. Leprosy can take up to three decades and I don't want to describe what it can do to a person's body because lunch is coming. But whatever stage that leper was in, it was obvious that he was healed completely and instantly. And Jesus' words, be clean, and the effectiveness of those words revealed his divine authority over sickness. There's something else that must not be lost upon us, and that is this. That when Jesus reached out and touched the leper, he not only accepted and received the defilement, he also transferred his health. And this is a picture of what he did for us on the cross when he was made sin for us. He took our sin and he gave us his righteousness. Now, by touching an unclean leper, Jesus should have become ceremonially unclean. But instead of becoming unclean, Jesus makes the unclean person clean. It's a a spectacular demonstration of what Jesus does in respect to human sin. Jesus did not become sinful by becoming one of us. Rather, he made it possible for us to be cleansed from sin by his identification with us. Verse 4. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, 
but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. Don't tell anyone. Now, why would Jesus ask the man to do that? You'd think that this would be incredible advertising for Jesus. Go tell everyone. It's a great way to get a crowd. But the crowd that would have showed up was not the crowd Jesus was seeking. Because the crowd that would have showed up was just looking for a show. Or maybe their own personal benefit. Remember what happened after he fed the 5,000? He disappeared. They go chasing him down. He says, you're not here because of what I have to offer. You're just here for a free lunch. That's people's nature. And there may have been another reason why he said don't tell anyone. And that is that if he told someone they'd get the attention of the Roman authorities, that might cause a confrontation. And it wasn't time for that yet. And that confrontation didn't need to be premature. Or it may have been that he wanted nothing to distract this man from following the next instruction. Go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. There is a prescribed ritual in scripture in the highly unlikely event of a cure of leprosy. It's found in Leviticus 14. And what it requires is that... Uh, the priest examine the one who claims to be healed. And if indeed that's the case, then the leper is to offer, give an offering at the temple called the guilt offering. And so what Jesus is doing is several things. By sending this man to the priest, he's showing his regard, his high regard for God's law. And the scriptures indicate that the healing of leprosy is one of the signs that the Messiah has arrived. And so by sending him to the priest, what Jesus was doing is notifying the religious authorities in Israel that someone with messianic powers was ministering in Galilee. Now, the ceremony had been on the books for some 1,500 years, but it was rarely used. In fact, the only uh, records of people being healed from leprosy are Miriam, the sister of Moses, and Naaman, the Aramean, who was healed by Elisha. This was a very rare occurrence. It might have been centuries since the last time someone came in. You'd think that that would get their attention. Now, we were given instructions what to do. Where's that found? Leviticus. You'd think that would stir some interest on the part of the religious leaders. You would think that wise men traveling hundreds of miles from the east in order to come and worship the one who was born king of the Jews would stir some interest in the part of the religious leaders. But they were too busy being religious to seek Jesus. We can become too busy being religious to seek Jesus. Christianity is not about being religious. It's about seeking Jesus. This desperate man had come to a point in life where circumstances were out of his control. And sometimes God uses circumstances in our life out of our control to make us realize that we have a great, great need for him. And really, it's not until in our desperation we cry out for help and experiencing God's help where we're transformed when our knowledge of God goes from simply being here in the brain to being here in the heart and being experienced. God sometimes uses us at our point of greatest need in order to draw us to desire a deeper relationship with him. This leper needed Jesus. And it says, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched the leper. He touched. He didn't need to. 
He didn't have to. And that's made abundantly clear in the example of the miraculous healing that follows. The centurion replied, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but just only say the word and my servant will be healed. And to the centurion, Jesus said, go, let it be done for you as you believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. Jesus did not have to touch the leper. He could have just said the word and the leper would have been healed. But Jesus touched him. And Jesus set an example for Christians to follow, and Christians have followed this example in every century throughout history. Pastor Leighton Sheely with Verse by Verse, an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and we'll continue from this point on Monday. I hope you can join us. This is a daily visit, Monday through Friday, featuring the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely and Church of the Highlands, their outreach in San Bruno. All of the messages in this series in the book of Matthew are available on the website highlands.us. Plus, you'll find information about service times, age-graded ministries, special learning opportunities, and much, much more. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Have a blessed rest of your day and weekend. Come back on Monday when we'll once again open the Word of God to the 8th chapter of Matthew and study verse by verse.